0: Hello everyone. We are so glad to be able to connect with you again. And I'm Johnny.
1: <laughs> are you serious? Johnny. You can introduce yourself.
0: Well nobody said, here's Johnny. <laughs> and um, that was Elizabeth. <laughs> and we have Grace, and Justice and Chris with us as well. And so we are excited about this time together These unprecedented times. And um, it's a time to exercise muscles we rarely use to exercise trust, faith. And uh, so many amazing things happening in the midst of uh, challenges. You're probably experiencing that as well. But we're going to go ahead and get started with the communion itself, taking the elements. And I'm just going to begin with a word of prayer, and then we're going to get right to that. So, Lord, we do thank you uh, again for this opportunity to gather together, to meet together online. Lord, we just thank you uh, that we have this technology available to us to be able to do this at this time. Yes. And we ask that your protection be continue to be released on our technology to be able to do this. And we thank you for the greater things you are doing in in the midst of this whole time, things we can't even imagine. You are the God who covers so many bases simultaneously. You simultaneously can protect those who need to be protected, bring justice and judgment to those who need it, encourage those who need to be encouraged. You can cover a million bases mm-hmm. uh, with the same... Even by those experiencing same dynamics, big picture dynamics. And we just thank you that that's who you are. That's who you have been. That's who you will be. And Lord, we just thank you that uh, during this time, your presence is with us. as uh, I won't say as never before, but there's such an awareness of, of you, attention to you, even among the nations. I have friends from South America sending videos of worship in the streets, and a video from Guatemala, where uh, policemen, they're driving two cars, they got their lights flashing through Guatemala City, and on a loudspeaker with uh, worship going on, say, this is the national police, and we're here to tell you that Jesus Christ is Lord, and this is a time to get close to him, Is like, what? Uh, Amazing, unprecedented things, things we've never Mm -hmm. seen before, We thank you. You are at work. You're the God that is at work, Lord. And you're Emmanuel, God with us, and you're present. The God who is present in every way. And um, we, uh, we can think of nothing better to do every day but to have a special time where we remember what you did on the cross for us that resonates into the future, but it speaks into you, the God who is present. And so we thank you for... Uh, elements that represent your body and your blood, the power that's in it, the presence that's in it, the healing that's in it, everything that we could need uh, to live a victorious life, to live as overcomers here on planet Earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so if you have the elements with you, you can get the, the bread, the cracker, Whatever it is that you're using, and go ahead and partake. Go ahead and take the cup as well. Thank you again for your blood, Lord. We take all that you release to us today in Jesus' name. Wow! Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for your presence. Just for a moment here. Lord, we just ask that you would release even an increase of your presence. You say you have not because you ask not. Even right now, Lord, just to everyone who's connected to this call, to this communion time, may they feel your presence, an increase of your presence. May it come from the top of their heads down to the sole of their feet. And may it release healing to their bodies as they need it, peace over their minds. Strength to their spirit. Your presence, Lord. Your presence. <clears throat> You're the God who's present. Mm. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Elizabeth, you have something.
1: You know, I'm just remembering some of our our basic foundational tools when. Scripture tells us to have, having done all, to stand. What does it look like to stand? You stand in, in the simplicity of the the foundational things that God teaches us, and one of those things I think is just um, understanding how, how, what we, what we're actually facing is where the grace is. And when we let our mind wander to what ifs um, or potential scenarios that we're not supposed to, you know, it's not in our sphere of influence and things we're responsible for or things that are not, that are beyond our control. When we go there in our mind and in our heart, we literally expose ourselves to a scenario that's separate from the grace to go through it. Mm-hmm. And the problem with knowing, you know, we don't know a lot, but we do know a lot that's going on in the world. We know a lot of people are sick, and we know that that's something that happens all the time anyway. People are sick and dying of all kinds of things all the time, and we just happen to know right now a specific way, (laughs) a specific illness. And, you know, it's just so easy when you hear statistics or you watch media and you you know, play it out in your mind, even if you're not thinking of it in terms of yourself or your family, you're you're imagining people's different scenarios, but you're not that person. And you're not the person that has access to that Emmanuel God is with us right now. Like there's not a person on this planet who is not absolutely adored and seen and god intimately involved with the affairs of their life and their heart their every breath literally and so when we when we think of scenarios apart from that realization and being literally in their shoes we we it's it's just it's bad for us and um so it it just requires extra discipline in in our mind and our thoughts um and what we expose ourselves to I was um, talking with our good friends uh, through text, but Julie and Greg Gorman mm. this morning, and they're doing, I want to recommend, they're doing, a, um, I don't know how many days they're doing it, but on they're doing Facebook Live, and this is a couple um, that, they're actually the executive directors of a ministry that we're founding together. Um, it's It's a slow process. They've been in ministry themselves for a long time, but they... Uh, we're are are the executive directors of the new ministry that we're starting called Restore Family. It's one of seven nonprofits that we will eventually set up. We did Restore Government, and that's the thing we've referred to many times recently. That uh, the training center we have in Washington D.C. Um, but they have been actively working with us towards launching Restore Family, the second one of the nonprofits, and so they're doing a. Um, they work with couples all the time. They work with families all the time. They have so much amazing content and books and they're just, and just amazing people, just great new friends of ours. Um, so we want to recommend that you consider calling in, not calling in, attending their live Facebook. Um, and it's called married for a purpose, married for a purpose, uh, that's been the name of their ministry for years, and their web, their Facebook page is called Married for a Purpose, and you can go watch their, um, their recording of their live video from earlier today. It's really good, um, ongoing. They're going to be doing it at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but I just want to refer to something that they were talking about this morning. Johnny, they were actually reading an excerpt from your Renaissance book, Hmm. Renaissance on the Seven Mountains. And they were talking about Caleb Vision. It was just so good to be reminded of that, speaking of just going back to the foundational simple things, using that historical story of, um, you know, that they were crossing over into the promised land. And um, somebody's phone is not muted, but I think it's Daddy's. It was mine. Um, speaking of the promised land, they were going into the promised land and, and Caleb, um, was different than the other spies. So they went in and the, the 10 spies that gave the negative report were telling the truth. They were giving accurate factual information. But, um, Johnny writes about this. I love how he words it. Caleb vision. Caleb vision is, is this understanding that, You don't ignore the facts. You don't ignore reality. Caleb said there are giants, but he put it in the context of but God. And Greg and Julie were talking about that this morning. I loved how they unpacked that. But it's just so good to remember, like, the way my mind works is I'm always trying to figure out what's actually happening. What's the truth? And it's just pretty much impossible right now. We (laughs) don't have access to all of the truth from where we all sit. And, um, in my head, I'm okay with that, but I, I feel my flesh just constantly wanting to figure it out. And, and in that place, I realized that I, that I often tend towards that, that negative report and it is factual, but it's really irrelevant to where I sit right now. It matters that people are getting sick. It matters that people are dying. It matters that there are, there are pockets of this popping up in different cities, um, and i can pray but i i'm i'm called you and i are called to have a perspective that's different and it's so it, it wasn't a neutral thing to god he was he was very serious and very um you know he 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 called them out it it ended up costing them literally their lives in the old testament uh when they focused on a scenario that was true, but that was was deficient of the big picture of God in their midst. God is in our midst, and God is doing amazing things right now. And so um, that's just one of those simple things, I think, that we're supposed to remind ourselves of and keep going back to. That's good. Oh, that's really good. We were actually talking about a lot of
2: this last night, Grace and I, and Chris and I, and then Grace and I afterwards, and... Um, just, we were kind of talking about how each of us is processing through this time and we all have super different personalities and, you know, everybody in the family has a different perspective about big picture what's going on, which can be overwhelming and cause some anxiety sometimes because, you know, we all respect each other's opinions and views about things and when they're conflicting about big picture things, sometimes it can be overwhelming. Um, And so what I was kind of just like brought back to is that, big picture we don't really know exactly what's going on and we won't probably have a clear picture for a while about you know all, all the things that they're reporting like the number of p- people who are dying and how bad the outbreaks are and all these things and we might never have like a super clear picture about what is going on um, but we know that the biggest big picture is that God is doing something and that he's in control but in the meantime I I kept feeling like this over and over again. And it's interesting because you were praying this earlier, Dad, about like he's a present God. But in this moment, God is still doing something amazing and powerful and significant. It's not just in the future when all this makes sense. It's like right now he is still doing those things in the small picture too in each of our lives. And so looking for those moments of God doing something profound in you know, if you're with your family, then with your family, or if you're alone, then with your walk with God alone, there's, I just feel like there's so many opportunities that, that we have to really be like opportunistic in this time that God is doing amazing things on a small scale too, and not be so focused on the big picture and trying to figure out what's going on that we're missing out on these individual moments of amazing things that he's doing, like giving us time to go after things that, you know, we might never have, Faced if it wasn't for this season, mm-hmm. and just being present in these moments, um, of of what he's doing now. Good. That's
0: really good, Justy. Really good. So good. Anybody else right now? I'm gonna read what Jan <coughs> Hopkins sent us this morning.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Um, and it's just. A little encouragement thing she was sending out to few, And it's called The Blessing of Suddenlies. It's tied into everything we're talking about. And it's out of Isaiah 29, 1 through 8. Then Isaiah 37, verses 36 through 38. And in it, Isaiah's prophesying sudden deliverance. Um, He's prophesying that in Isaiah 29. And then it gets fulfilled in Isaiah 37. And, um, and so, yeah, it's it was speaking into a specific time in history, but it's a truth for what God is like for his people and towards his enemies. So here here goes. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bless your spirit with the wonder of living in his presence. In his preserving favor, whether experiencing great blessing or distress, you are always directly face to face with him. When trouble hems you in on all sides, keep looking to God, persevere in hope. If you are humbled by adversity and under great stress and duress, if you are filled with sorrow and fear, your voice reduced to a whispered prayer, believe deeper still in God's word to you. He has already spoken a word of deliverance. Your enemy considers himself powerful, yet that is how completely he is deceived. He is culpable. And he will be humbled. His power doesn't compare to the awesome ease of divine action. This is what God is like. He will dispatch the threat, completely removing it, forgotten as though just a dream. Divine deliverance will happen suddenly, in a dramatic last-minute instant. It will happen. I bless you with new faith refusing to live by working the system and by practicing religion, yet not believing God's word. Without minimizing human culpability and the reality of evil in the world, you will no longer be run around by the noisy sounds of discord. No longer live as though you are at the mercy of earthly forces. No longer live as though you are dealing with secondary causes. You are blessed with a direct face-to-face relationship with the Lord Almighty in every circumstance. Through His mercies, though His mercies may seem delayed, He will not delay. He will never fail you. He is sovereign in history. He is your higher reality. He will preserve you. He will have the last word, and it is a word of deliverance. I thought that was so good, really. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. applicable to... Everything we're doing, yep, talking about here and hearing today, so that's good mm-hmm. anything else <laughs> Well, I was in Galatians
3: today um the last last few days actually, and i I think one of the interesting analogies that Paul draws is basically the child of the promise and the child of of slavery when hmm. he's talking about Abraham, and he's actually. He's doing a midrash or a study on basically the Torah and the, the law being the son of slavery. And then just yet when Jesus comes, how he is the son of the promise. um, And this was actually Abraham's heir that God wanted to give Abraham and not when Abraham went off with um, Hagar. Hagar and, and they had Ishmael and just how you have these two scenarios where... Ultimately, it was Abraham's fear, I think, that was causing him to, to go with Hagar and to not trust God, and yeah, you know, you who can blame him at ninety five years old or however. Long. I mean, you can totally sympathize with why he would do that, you know. Um, but he burst that that son, that decision burst burst the son that we're still dealing with the ramifications of that yeah. decision today, and he does so have a place of. Not trusting in God's promise, and yeah. so. I just there's something that I think feels really significant about how we make decisions. Yeah. Um, and I also think it's significant that God often tries to show Himself through miraculous, powerful means, and that is just it's a hallmark of how God works in our lives. Like things that are impossible, that seem impossible. I feel like that's that's where God can highlight His power.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, just so, yeah. in connection with that, it, it feels like. Decisions we can make, you know what opens up what opens up room for God to really be present in those decisions to not operate out of fear.
0: Yeah. Good. I like that, uh, Chris. Both, both those points. You know, one. Yeah, I know, Prophet Bob Jones. One of the, his famous quotes was, "What the Lord doesn't initiate, He doesn't appreciate." Uh, so you <laughs> and uh, there's something about. It does seem like that Abraham, though, having been given a promise in person by God, which you would think you would never shake uh, or waver at that level of promise. But as you said, I think he was 99, like 24, 25 years are going by and uh, nothing has happened. And so, but we can apply it not on that big of a scale. But there's a chance of while while there is a promise that's under contradiction, we can rely on the arm of the flesh, we can make something uh, almost manufacture a a promise uh an artificial promise mm-hmm. and and that is uh, and I, yeah and I hear that from what you're saying, Chris is stay stay in trust and confidence on, on those matters between you and the lord and um and, and then on the what was the second matter i had it in my mind too the second point was um it, uh, it was operating out, of fear. operating out of fear. That's
2: what Chris was saying. The second point was
0: well, the because that was a little bit out of fear itself, is the fear that the promise wasn't going to be yeah. um, um, fulfilled.
3: But just the power of God
0: when we the, oh the part the part of it struck me when you're saying it, Chris, was that God likes to do th- yeah. things. Where it's a supernatural response. Mm. Yeah. The problem with waiting for supernatural response it means it tests and challenges your faith to the max. Because if you could, if you could uh, project this yeah. is about to happen, right. but you can't project before a miracle. It's like yeah. the at Pool of Bethesda. The guy's like he's just crippled, and then there's healing, and it's you know the Red Sea for practical things for the children of Israel. It's not parted, and then it is. There's no, it doesn't step by step get there. It's just a suddenly, and I, and I do believe that in, in there's some you know prophetic voices that I, I trust. And the way the Lord spoken it to me, what we're headed towards this Passover, is something um, of that caliber. The intervention, interaction of the Lord with us, that it's it's like, oh my goodness. This is an unforgettable miracle, and uh, or set of miracles, and so I want to be ready um, for that and keep my faith up high for mm-hmm. that as well. And so that's what I was getting from what you're sharing there, Chris. That was good.
1: That's good. It's so yeah. good.
0: Well, all right. We are um, we are looking forward to tomorrow. Then any. Final word. You were trying. Yeah, I heard from
1: Greg and Julie Gorman. um, Again, it's Married for a Purpose on Facebook. So if you just, if you don't have Facebook, even you can just put in, um, in your search, Facebook.com backslash Married for a Purpose, and they're doing um, encouragement for couples and for families, kind of like a devotional in the mornings, uh, for the next fourteen days. Excellent. And then someone else asked where you were reading that from. We have a friend, um, Jan Elkins. I think she has books out. Um, Jan yeah. Elkins just sent us that personally, um, but it might be something you could post on Facebook and just credit her for it.
0: Yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, Garrison Jan. I think they, you know, on the Elijah list some as well, and um, yeah, it was really that was really powerful. I'm sure she wouldn't mind it being out there.
1: Well, we love all of you, and we hope that you have an awesome rest of your day and evening.
0: Blessings, blessings.